Hi, and welcome back to White Noise. It is October. It is nearly Halloween. Leanna and I are steaming more than Thomas the Tank Engine. And today we're going to be talking about horror comedies to start off our seven-day special for our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I don't know how organized this is going to be um, or how chaotic it's going to be. I'm already losing my train of thought as I speak. <laughs> Originally, I had an idea of we could do this as kind of like the history of horror comedies because Leanna mm. did so well last year when we did our cursed band and controversial <laughs> films um I didn't prepare enough for that so whatever this is going to be is what it's going to be <laughs> but to start this episode off after just watching a couple of horror comedies over the past couple of days to prepare I have a controversial opinion and request of directors looking to get into horror stop trying to make horror films and just focus on horror comedy because my god I didn't realize the spectrum that horror comedy is oh, until god. I actually started looking into it because it makes sense now but I wouldn't have counted films like Ready or Not and things like that as know? horror comedies well no I rewatched it again last night and I was like well, obviously but at the yeah. time I was like it's so horror Sorry. because when I think horror comedy I think stuff like Scream or the Lost Boys, or well, what that, we like, do in the shadows. Night, maybe. But this is what I mean. There is such a spectrum that it's like, you know, where does this film fit from Ready or Not to Shaun of the Dead? Like, yeah. there is such such a vast... That's a good point. I guess it's the same them. as it is, I guess, with, like, drama. Some drama leans to, like, sad and melodrama, and some, you know, you get um, dramedy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just a spectrum of a genre, isn't it, I guess? But like horror comedy, do you know what? It's got to be one of my, one of my top tier, honestly. Absolutely obsessed. Well, the thing is, when people would ask me like what my favourite genre of films are, I would always say like probably horror because I love horror films. Mm -hmm. But now that I've realised how many of some of my favourite horror films fall into horror comedy, mm. I would say horror comedy. And also yeah. just, again, going back to my plea for directors to just focus on making horror comedy films, We've spoken about before how like making a horror film in this day and age is really difficult because yeah. there's desensitization, the fact that everything's been done before. It's really hard to make something original and gripping. And also everybody's scared by different things now. There's oh. obviously a huge shift towards societal horror because people are just scared of real life. Like ghosts and ghoulies don't get people like they used to if anything people just want to fuck the ghost and ghoulies <laughs> but when it comes to like real life criminals or just the criminality of the social system we live in that's what gets people mm -hmm. but horror comedies are that sweet spot it's like there are films that you know you there are horror films that you would watch and you would be like oh this is a bad horror film but then you would realize it's a horror comedy and you'd be like that's why like it wasn't bad <laughs> it was just meant up. to be funny yeah. yeah I mean there's like that it goes back so far doesn't it like I don't really know what would be considered the first but I just feel like since like Scream in the 90s obviously it happened way sooner we got like Evil Dead and shit but like since I'd say yeah Scream there's just been a fucking influx of them hasn't there like you know you've got Ginger Snaps in like I think that was 2000 super white oh yeah classic uh then you've got stuff like cabin in the woods uh Jennifer's body I would call a horror comedy quite honestly mm -hmm. do you know cabin in the day. woods for me is like a really classic example of I saw cabin in the woods when it came out in the cinema mm -hmm. and I was like 
oh this is pretty shit but then watching it years later I'm like oh it was meant to be the, I was the exact same I truly just thought it was meant to be this like horror film about horror films and I was like but it's not funny but then I think I was looking at it through the wrong lens yeah do you know what I mean like it's supposed to be taking the piss out of like shit horror films you know mm-hmm. I just thought it was like mocking horror films I yeah. didn't really get that it was like a love letter but in like a different way to mm-hmm. how Scream is do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this is the one problem you can face with horror comedies. It's like, if it's advertised the wrong way, then mm-hmm. you might not enjoy it. Because like, did you ever watch Freaky? That came out like- Yes, I did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got advertised wrong. Like, I really enjoyed it. But like, it was way more comedy than horror, I thought. This is what I mean. It's weird because it feels like when it comes to horror comedies, the marketing, like you said, mm. is where it really falls short because- why can't <laughs> it's almost like people won't accept the horror comedies are a thing yeah. and it's like they want people to be shocked when they go into it so it's either like freaky that they market it as a comedy and then you have those pretty intense horror moments and it's like yeah. oh, okay or you have scream that's marketed as a horror film and then you go into it and it's like oh my god yeah, yeah. No, i feel like because the marketing tends to, I guess I do get it though. Cause like when, if you're like a film marketing person, you kind of have to pick a genre, which is so silly. Cause not every film is in one genre. Like, I mean, it's getting better. Look at say fucking Parasite, you know, yeah. like that has a lot of comedy in it. And they did manage to include that a bit in the marketing, but like, yeah. So you have a lot of horror comedies. You don't really get that come across. It's like they either lean into the horror aspect or the comedy aspect. Let me think of like an example, like Tucker and Dale versus evil. Like, mm-hmm. that lent a lot into it being comedy. But it's got some really fucking good horror moments in there. Do you know what? Tucker and Dale versus Evil is... A... I'm so glad you brought that up because I mm. always feel like I'm the only person that's seen that film. No, I feel the same, yeah. Like, me and a friend stumbled across that film, I think, on Netflix one day. And we watched it. And I was like, this is debatable. I'm also Brilliant. quite drunk, so I might be wrong. <laughs> but I think on par with the way Scream was done, that I... the comedy that's put in it and the way it plays off of horror tropes is so clever yeah like the storyline obviously is stupid but it's meant to be but the horror trope of like you've got this group of kids teenagers who obviously would be really suspicious of strangers and them dying in these really ridiculous situations Mm -hmm. but like it fits so well into stuff like friday the 13th where you know obviously in friday the 13th it was meant to be serious these all these deaths but the way they fit so perfectly as comedy scenes in Tucker and Dale versus Evil just kind of proves how horror and comedy are so, so like yeah and it just like works so well like Hills of Eyes homage and like mm-hmm. it, it just works as a homage as well as a comedy or a horror film doesn't it because like um you know when they look super creepy from like the teenager's point of view and stuff but you know them as these dopey fucking like yeah hillbillies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like I just think like horror comedy is such a like I don't even want to call it like unrecognized genre because it fully is you just kind of like once you start getting into it you get into it and I just Mm -hmm. wish more people had seen like more of the classics but then I feel like they have and they just don't know it like Happy Death yeah. Day, a lot of people have seen Happy Death Day and mm-hmm. um, What We Do in the Shadows, masterpiece, Ooh. absolute. Yeah. That is probably like top 10 horror comedies of all time, <laughs> isn't it? But like, yeah. you know, you were just saying about like filmmakers, they should start in it. I feel like it's such a good exercise in like genre, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, I need to be like absolutely incredible with my timings because it's got a hit on a comedic note and mm-hmm. a horror note you know and I, I think that's like why what we do in the shadows like perseveres because it does 
I will say it is more comedy than it is horror. But mm-hmm. there are moments in what we do in the shadows. We're like, damn, like where they're like fucking like actually biting people, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing though. Like you do have films like that that do fit more into one than other. Oh yeah. But definitely. when you step back and really look at them, you can't deny that horror comedy is their genre. Yeah. Like it's not just all these films happen to fall between both genres. They were intentionally created to, like you said, be a homage to horror, but have that kind of accessibility of comedy. I think that's the thing. Like as much as I love horror films, especially being um, with somebody who isn't the biggest horror film fan, those horror comedies are a really good in-between moment for people to enjoy together because I get it. I mean, debatable you could even say that saw is a horror comedy but you know you don't want to watch something like saw with somebody who hates horror or gore mm. but something like tucker and dale versus evil yeah actually i can't believe i didn't think about this until you said it but it's a really good example because it has a lot of those really high-end kind of horror tropes that people study but mm-hmm. performed in a way that i feel like anybody could really watch them yeah no i agree it's so much more like approachable you know? Yeah, and I feel that way about say something like um, Scream. We're going to talk about Scream a lot here. Let's be yeah. real. It's such a good example of like um, meshing the genres in a way where they like complement each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the horror brings out the comedy, and the comedy brings out the horror. And I think like my personal favorite example that isn't Scream is probably I don't know if you heard of it. One Cut of the Dead. No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, actually. it's this like Japanese mockumentary horror comedy i do love a mockumentary yeah it's kind of like so it's like a film set for a zombie film where i like like some people's makeup is a bit too good and it's like it is so like the first bit is like a film and then it's showing that it's people making a film and then it's people actually getting attacked by zombies on the film set but they think it's part of the film and it's oh my god it's it's there's layers to it you have kind of sounds like wreck it's kind of like yes and no but like yeah. one cut of the dead is so good you have to watch it because it has all these brilliant like long takes because mm-hmm. of course it's trying to look more like um it's actually people in danger it's mm-hmm. not trying to look like a horror film it's like someone just running around with a camera like holy fuck like sprinting away and it's it's so good because like even the zombies that are real their makeup looks stupid like it would yeah. in a low budget zombie film oh mm-hmm. my god you I can't believe you've never seen one cut of the dead. You know, I think this is even like my own personal preference. Like, you know, like you just said, Scream is definitely not the first one that did it, but Mm. I would argue, and I'm sure you would, and a lot of people probably would Mm. as well. It is like the the biggest example of a horror comedy. But, you know, we've spoken about quite recently, keep an eye out for some later episodes for this Halloween season for White Noise, but we spoke about how in Scream ironically one of the things that's used for a comedic effect is one of the most horrifying things is that it's so real Mm. like ghost face stumbling over and the scraps you know it doesn't doesn't look rehearsed it looks like a fucking mess but that's actually what makes it scarier because as everybody knows life isn't a film romantic horror comedy otherwise it's not a film so you have those awkward kind of chaotic moments and scream really captures that and i feel like that's why that's probably why the more i think about it, horror comedy really is one of my favorite genres because i really love metaness i love nuance i love dramatic irony and horror comedies always tend to hit that 
I know there are going to be examples and I would love people to leave them in the comments, but I really can't think of a horror comedy that kind of didn't deliver in some way because mm. you can get away with so much. Yeah. Like mistakes that get made in horror comedies, who's to say they were mistakes? Maybe they were spontaneous. Maybe they were ad-libbed. Maybe they were just improvised. You can really get away with a lot. <laughs> it's just kind of like they all have something to provide and give, you know? Yeah. There's, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's this film called Behind the Mask. Um, the rise of Leslie Vernon. The name uh, it's rings like a document. It's like a mockumentary. It's like a documentary crew. Like, oh, we're gonna follow a serial killer as he has his night of kills. You know, like it would be like Mike Myers on Halloween, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it flips and they become the victims and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's not a good film. It's not a good film by any means. I mean, I've not seen it since. Fuck knows. I was quite, it wasn't long after it came out. So I'd been quite young when I saw it. But even then, I thought it wasn't that great. But then I wonder if that was because I was expecting it to just be comedy or just be horror. And I wasn't really old enough yet to appreciate a comedy horror. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I was younger as well, like Shaun of the Dead, I just saw it as a straight horror film. And to be honest, I still low key do. Like I see Shaun of the Dead as more of a horror film than a comedy. Cause I actually really? find, like, I feel, I find Shaun of the Dead quite scary, but then <laughs> I find zombie films quite scary. I find zombies like actually terrible. Yeah, fair, fair. I think it's cause I saw too many zombie films when I was young. Like I probably saw it too young. So I remember the horror more than yeah. anything. But like, do you know, maybe if I rewatched me... Behind the Mask now, I would find it funnier. Well, do you know what film for me was kind of like that, where I think mm. I really started to appreciate that horror comedy was a thing, was the film Creep. Yeah. The guy's names escape me right now. Is it Mark? Mark Duplass? I don't really remember. If that's wrong, I'm sorry, somebody correct me. <laughs> but I remember I was at uni, we were intoxicated, and we just happened to come across the first Creep film. And we watched it, and we were like, this is really fucking weird, but it's really funny. Mm. But... Then I tried to get a friend of mine to watch it and we weren't in the state of mind to watch it. All I will say is, if you haven't seen it, it's one of those films that I don't really think you can watch sober for one reason or another. But I tried to get my friend to watch it and she didn't really get it. And I was really frustrated because I was like, how can you not tell this is funny? But then in kind of like uh, one of our last episodes when we talked about Old Boy and, and Park Chan-wook films is like, they're funny. But you can't say why, because when you describe the moment out of context, it sounds it's all really in the vibe, weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Same thing with Creep. But I think that's when I realized, because I was like, I don't think it was a bad film at all. I I get that you can't enjoy it, but there's something about it that like I don't really think you can say it's a bad film. Mm-hmm. However, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't say to people, oh, this is really good. You should watch it. It was just one of those films I was like... Watch you just it. need to have watched this. You you just need to if, have experienced then, have you, this. Have you ever seen Tusk? Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, that's the exact same thing. I couldn't say to someone, this is an incredible film. But I'm also like, you need to see this film. Honestly, I feel like, I can't exp- Maybe because it was the comedy side of it, right? But I feel like Tusk fucked me up more than the human centipede did. I honestly found Tusk quite disturbing. And I think it's because I went in just thinking it was going to be like, really funny mm-hmm. so then when it actually got to some of the like body horror bits i was like what the actual fuck i think that's the thing though it was the body because we've said before how like body horror is one of our like top we're out of the can't do that's it like, but then that's kind of for me like the overlap with say zombie films because that kind of can fall in that yeah yeah funny. yeah but yeah to go back to bloody tusk what a bloody film i literally <laughs> I got sneak attacked with that film in uni 
like mm-hmm. a guy I was friends with was like guys like this horror comedy and I thought I love a horror comedy you know and in my head you know the first bit and like who who pops up is it who is it that's quite famous is it Johnny Depp it is Johnny Depp yeah name. but like you we'll know bleep that out we'll bleep that yeah. out but like <laughs> so and so pops up and mm-hmm. it's just like what the fuck is going on do, in this do film. you know what though it's one of those things where it's like I know it sounds really stupid and obviously with this film especially because of who it is but you know when you're watching kind of a fucked up film and you see a celebrity that you recognize it's almost kind of like a safe zone I can't explain it no but you feel I get kind what you're of saying comforted yeah, that but they're then in I it. don't know if I feel that way I feel like I, it makes me a little bit disoriented Fair enough. You know? I just know that that, and honestly, I think for me it was the ending of Tusk, because on par with the human centipede. Yeah. Traumatic ending. I don't care how goofy it looked, it was traumatic. I will say, human centipede has a lot more comedy in it than people realise. Yeah. In a really dark and horrible way, but it really does. But do you know what though? This is why what I think makes horror comedies and also horror films that don't start out to be horror comedies but have a lot of comedy elements they make Mm. them so much more disturbing and they linger with you longer because again it feeds into that real life awkwardness it's not even necessarily comedy it's the awkwardness in a situation it's like things in life don't fall straight into one genre do they Mm -hmm. so i completely get what you're saying it just makes it so much more like eerie and like I, I don't know what word I would use. I'm looking for a certain word. But I think I think eerie's poignant and hit a bit more. You know, I think eerie is a good word. It's just a shame that eerie has like more horror and creepy elements. Yeah, that's fair. But I would uncanny valley. Even uncanny valley isn't quite right because no, it's not but like we're it's getting mimicking. that kind of yeah. middle ground kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, I've just come come to mind now is that film. Have you ever seen it? The Final Girls. Mm-mm. oh i thought shite like people always talk about it as this brilliant horror comedy i have seen people like, like people getting trapped yeah. the concept is genius so it's like a girl whose mum was in a classic horror film and then she gets trapped in that film after mm-hmm. her mum passes away when like she's quite a young mum and it's kind of like she gets to be around her mum again but her mum's the character because they're in mm-hmm. the world of the film that is such a fucking good concept but then it's like that it, it I don't know how to explain it. It just tries to do too much because it's like, that's already such a high, what the fuck would you call that? High, it's so high concept already. Yeah. That to then also be trying to play with like horror and comedy and everything, it all kind of gets mm-hmm. a bit like out of control and a bit too much. I'm guessing that this is like a recent film as well. Yeah, I think it's like 20, probably like 14, 15 or something. See, this is another thing that I feel like, just like everything, um horror comedies have become quite polished so it's like even the comedy doesn't really work like don't get me wrong there is like a certain overload of comedy that even I can't really take like it does get a bit too slapstick a bit too it depends on the 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 moment but I feel like it gets like a bit too much whereas and this is why films of like the noughties to an extent and then you go a bit back further the 90s the 80s is debatable because mm. I'm thinking, was it a horror comedy or was it just camp? It could be argued, and I mean, we could get into a whole fucking trail yeah. of films yeah. right now, starting with The Lost Boys. 
this is the main one I'm thinking of exactly because I'm thinking to myself I'm like you know because I said to you recently and I showed um my partner the lost boys and Mm. she's not super into horror films but I had a feeling she might like this one like she really likes 80s Mm. like the music the style everything so I thought Mm. that would go for her but I realized that even though there obviously are quite uh visceral moments i think is the best way to put it the main one i'm thinking of is obviously when they attack the guys at like the beach i always forget about that bit till it rolls around because it's at the lower points in the film isn't it that's what i mean but then there are moments where i'm like even that scene was quite comical because of the special effects Mm. but then this is where i come into was it horror comedy or was it just camp? Because mm. the 80s were obviously very limited in their special effects. Also, the thing I always pick up in The Lost Boys that I haven't seen anyone talk about, even though I feel like it's glaringly obvious, is nearing the end of the film when they go to the cave to try and stake the head vampire mm-hmm. and the Frog Brothers stake one of the vampires and they get covered in goo. That goo is glittery. <laughs> it glitters. I- like Stephanie Meyer can claim all she wants that she had a dream that created Twilight. She fucking watched the Lost Boys, and that's what happened. I honestly don't know how I didn't realize how camp and silly that film was until like the last few years because it just feels like <laughs> it's slapping you across the face with it. But this is what I mean. Like I this, love it. this is a debate you can definitely have. Let us know. The Lost Boys is a clear example, but were horror comedies from the eighties actually horror comedies, or were they just gay? A really good other one is fucking staring us right in the face, and that's Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Was yes. that ever meant to be funny and camp? Yeah. Honestly, think, the, I to think me, it was a bit intentional. Have you ever watched the documentary on it? I have recently, because mm. you did tell me to watch it. Green Queen, it has, hell yeah. It's, it's changed my opinion of it. However, I am also... I don't deny anything you know that they said in it but I am also very much of the mindset of a lot of stuff is easy to say after the fact Mm. so my opinion is based on in the moment when it happened when it was created Nightmare on Elm Street 2 yes I horror comedy without a doubt but then to me the entire franchise is horror comedy and that's why I love it (laughs) (laughs) well I mean the first one clearly is you know what's great about Nightmare on Elm Street is you can go in thinking of it as either or Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a way you can't do with other stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, other, like, franchises got silly later on, but Nightmare on Elm Street was that way from the beginning. Like, the first one is scary, don't get me wrong. Like, honestly, sometimes you go back and watch Nightmare on Elm Street in the right mindset, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god, this is a bit horrifying. But, like, there are some funny fucking moments in that film, intentional or not, you know? Mm-hmm. I, fuck, I fucking love it, mate. Another one that um, I'd say is more intentionally funny, but does have its scary moments, is Fright Night. What? Oh, yeah. A your bloody child, film. your baby. Oh, I love yeah. Fright Night. Honestly, it's one of those ones where I'm just like, why didn't it get the love that some of the other films from the 80s did? Like, don't get me wrong, it's still like, it's still big and people know mm-hmm. of it. But like, I just, I, I hate that. Oh, how do I explain? So like, you know, you'll be chatting to people about like funny horror films or like horror films from the 80s. And like, they'll maybe have heard of The Lost Boys, but not seen it. But like, no one's even heard of Fright Night mm-hmm. unless they're like a genre fan. And like, oh my God, you're so Do you so know why cool. I think it is? Mm. I think it's because obviously with it coming out in the 80s when he had yeah. stuff like Scream and yeah. Elm Street, blah, blah, it didn't have an iconic it villain. didn't no yeah it didn't you know have what a I mean? visual for it yes yeah but like and also I think it's quite a like homage to like hammer horror yeah. you know and it starts with him loving you know Peter Vincent which is a reference itself to like Peter Cushing you know mm-hmm. and Vincent Price um 
and obviously it's like kind of like super like Christopher Lee vibes and that itself is a bit homoerotic I would say that film mm-hmm. you know them not Jerry not the main vampire but you know his mate yes living servant that's all a bit what's who going I'm here? sure in the remake kind of gets eviscerated yeah like completely, I'm completely. Just gone. we don't yeah. even talk about the remake because the remake <laughs> loses like that comedy do you it know what does. I mean but then again yeah. that's, that's that question we're having of like is that just because they were unintentionally campy these are 80s horror films this is my thing then. you know this is my but thing. Like, do you know another really clear example for me and this is where like although I can't remember I can't remember exactly the year it came out but I still feel it falls under the same kind of precipice is Hellraiser oh, because Hellraiser is genuinely scary it is terrifying I find it really I mean, creepy Hugely. I mean, we have an episode we recorded for Halloween last year that we didn't release. Mm. But on that episode, I talked about how Hellraiser genuinely terrifies me because Mm. it really confronts you with like the fear of death and what happens after death and how terrifying it can be, whatever's Mm. waiting for you. And yet there are so many moments in it that are campy and they're funny, but it still falls under the same question of, was it a horror comedy or was it just camp? Oh, see, with that one, I want to lean into it's just a bit camp. Like, mm-hmm. there's the odd joke in it that's meant to be a joke, but I don't think it's ever meant to be as funny as it is. I would agree. And I also yeah. think it falls under the fact that even the special effects were insane and the makeup and everything was insane. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not dissing on them at all. They were dated. In oh, this yeah, day and age, obviously, they're dated. Yeah. So they can come across as very campy. And I think depending on how that kind of... St- if, if that's not the kind of thing that affects you and scares you... You could watch this film and think, oh, whatever. Personally, it is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but I also can't wait for the remake to come oh, out. I'm so, so fucking excited. What's so exciting and unique to Hellraiser is how it's about like experience mm-hmm. and sensation and stuff like that. So I'm like, mm, that really does feed into like horror and comedy, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. If we're going to talk about some others, we're just going to blast through these in this mini side. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say my favorite, favorite, favorite example is probably an American Wealth in London. Oh, yeah. Because I honestly forget how much humour is in it, but then I also end up crying by the end of the film. And I also end up quite freaked out during (laughs) certain scenes, which are really obvious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not actually that they're particularly scary, but they are like a bit haunting. Mm-hmm. maybe more because they're sad that's the it's word. still a horror film that is the word it's haunting not yeah, even scary literally. like yes. sca- i feel like sca- if something's scary it's like oh god okay yeah. it happened in the moment but yeah. haunting it sits with you that is more evil. terrifying because yeah. if a film infiltrates your everyday life oh literally. it's done its job and it's funny as well because like i'm not going to go super into detail about american wealth in london because what more can i say but like <laughs> if you want to see a good comedy horror film yeah there's the obvious choices but i feel like american wealth in london is one to go and mm-hmm. watch again looking at it as a horror comedy but um the, i'd say the most classic one probably is evil dead let's yeah. be real and like mm-hmm. it's funny because i go back to that first film and i find it creepy as fuck Mm-hmm. Gen- it is though the fucking budget they had that's nothing i'd call a bit haunting like there's certain mm-hmm. images in evil dead which are just so like they get into your brain like when i was mm-hmm. a kid i remember seeing that scene where he was guessing the cards and she turns around oh my god i couldn't get out of my brain and then when eerie she and the haunting pencil, in the words the pencil in the fucking ankle Ooh. and do you know what um even though obviously i know there's a lot of horrific images in it 
um the human centipede leans into that very yeah. similar thing one yeah. of the most traumatic moments is his achilles heel being yeah. sliced what despite everything that's happening that's the bit that gets me why because it's real it's just so visceral <laughs> and like it's like oh, you know this could yeah. happen to you in 10 minutes do you know what i mean exactly whereas you get other things say like gremlins people forget that's a horror comedy they do mm-hmm. they completely forget that's a horror comedy that would i think happen. it's also because obviously people see it as a christmas film as well yeah, i that, suppose that's, that's it falls under it that layers but like yeah. gremlins is funny because it's like it's so not in real life that people view it more as a comedy yeah you know what i mean and it's like people Mm -hmm. forget like oh my fuck there are scenes in gremlins which are terrifying Mm -hmm. like even now like when they first fucking revealed the actual gremlins and like their eggs it's like vaguely alien like yes you know which is it's definitely a reference Mm -hmm. all those eggs and stuff it's definitely oh yeah but like you know in gremlins there's the scene with the microwave Mm -hmm. when she puts one in the microwave do you know like the first that was the scene that they that meant that um fucking what's it called like classification board couldn't classify the film they were like well this isn't a kids film it's not a pg it's not you know it's funny but it's not a kids film and it's not a straight yeah. film so that mm-hmm. film literally led to the creation of like pg-13s in america mm-hmm. and 12s in the uk and you know what that's a really good lead on and kind of promo for another episode we will be doing during these seven day halloween specials is um animated horror and mm-hmm. certain kids films that definitely, well, they weren't marketed as being horror films, but they have left a very horrific impression on us. Oh my God, don't. Literally, like, there's too many to list. We'll get into it in that episode. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many of these films we're talking about today are like fucking advertisers being way younger than they are. And it's like, this is not the movie. I think for this mini-sode, we've said as much as we can. Like Liana said, we could go on and on and on because there's so many... And I encourage and all of our listeners to go and explore them yeah. on our Twitter and Instagram. We'll yeah. have an accumulation of the ones you should start with. But also, if you have any recommendations, leave them in the comments about YouTube video, DM us on Twitter, or just comment on any of our social media posts because maybe in the future we'll review them. We're not a horror ch- like podcast, but <laughs> there is no denying that me we and say Leanna this at the end of every episode. Pretty but much. it's so true that like we're we're not a horror podcast, but we're huge horror fanatics. And if there is an excuse to talk about a horror film, we will. So leave your recommendations, and we'll we'll get through them because we're horror bitches. <laughs> we really are. We hope you enjoy the rest of this week's episodes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ecstatic about doing them we hope you're just as excited as we are and yeah we look forward to the next one if you enjoyed this one please leave a like subscribe like sky said leave a comment recommend some more and that's that's it from us today so we'll see you soon yeah bye Bye.